Hey, let's give all the dads and all the dudes out there a big hand this morning. Can we do that right now? Come on. We're going to cheer you on. Way to go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Wow, I just love this verse. It's a, it's a, it's a men's verse here. Come on, be watchful. Stay awake. we got to be vigilant here. And we're going to act like men. We're going to be strong. Many times in the Bible, the word courage, it's, it's actually defined out as be manly. And uh, we, as a church at Bridge City Church, we are going to unashamedly and unapologetically come on, champion real, godly, biblical men. I mean, like, listen, we live in a culture and we live in a, in a, in a society that is, is, is like whacked out and, and we're so concerned about toxic masculinity. You hear this term a lot. And I don't know if you know this or not. Everything's toxic. There's a toxic this and a toxic that and a toxic this. And, and, and there's all this like fear. What, well, oh my goodness, what if men, domineering men and men in too much control. And, and listen, that's not what I'm talking about. What the world should really be afraid of is real men who demonstrate biblical, godly masculinity. But we need a definition of this because if we don't define it, we will allow the world to define it. And the world has whacked out definitions. Is anybody with me? And so today, we really want to uncover really what it means to have true, biblical, godly masculinity and champion men and celebrate men in, in, in who, who God's created us to be. That, that, that's the truth right there. Now, now, I remember way back when, when Natalie and I first got married, it'll be 34 years this year, and, um, and, and I remember getting married, and, and some of you guys may relate to this. You get married, and it's like really exciting, but like shortly thereafter, you're like, oh my goodness, I got to grow up. I gotta, I'm responsible now. Like, I need, I need to learn how to balance my checkbook. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I'm talking about practical things. But, like, panic. Like, it's like worry. And we were going to wait, like, five years before we had kids. We said, we're going to wait five years. We have a lot of plans we're going to do. And ten months later, we had our first bundle of joy. And I remember right after at, at Forbes Hospital, uh, Nicole arrived. And I remember, like, this moment of excited. I'm so excited but yet now I'm like doubly afraid because I not only am responsible like with Natalie, now I have this new child that like I, I, I got to get my act together. And so I did what any real man would do after, uh, after uh, we had Nicole, Natalie was in the hospital, I went to King's Family Restaurants and I got myself a King Kong burger, onion rings and chocolate milkshake. Come on somebody. And, and half of it was like excited, I'm going to have myself a little celebration, and half of it was like, oh Jesus, this is a, this is a communion with you. And so I remember sitting at the counter, I, can, I remember, um, I remember sitting there at the counter saying, saying God, I'm going to need your help. I'm, I'm, really, I'm, I'm going to need help, I really am. Because this is a, this is a lot, there's a, there's a lot of pressure here. Now this, I came across a quote this week that kind of sums this all up. And the quote is this. Fear is the price you pay for making progress. Fear is the price you pay 
for making progress. And I believe if we're going to make progress in any area of our life, fear is going to play a factor in there. Because if we're going to do something new, if we're going to do something different, if we're going to step out in faith, courageous faith, it's going to require God, and there's going to be fear attached to it. But I want to tell us as men of God, God is with us and for us. And he's pulling for us. He really, really is. And so that's, so, so we're going to look at Joshua. We're going to go back to Joshua 2 and, and look at Joshua at the end of 2 and chapter 3 and chapter 4 and see Joshua in, 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 in this great courageous man who was actually fulfilling something that took four generations to fulfill. I believe what we're doing as a church will take four, five generations to fulfill. It's not just what we're experiencing now, but we're fulfilling things that happened long before us, and I believe it's going to happen long after us so Jesus not come back. We're a part of something significant here, and that, that's what we have to remember here. So here's the big idea. You ready for the big idea? Here it is. The men of Bridge City Church will demonstrate courageous faith by rejecting passivity, accepting responsibility, acting courageously, and expecting the greater reward. Hey, how about we say all these out loud? I want you to help me real loud. Those four things. Number one, rejecting passivity. Louder. Accepting responsibility. Acting courageously and expecting the greater reward. At Bridge City Church, these are the four pillars of a man. That's what we believe. Now, pillars are very important because if you take even one of them out, the building is going to topple. So all four pillars are major, and we need all four things as men of God in our lives to be courageous so that, so that the building stands. As a matter of fact, men out there, if you'd like to become a pillar in the church, here's the pillars right here. I believe this is a strong church. What woman out there what woman wouldn't want to see real, truly godly men demonstrate these four things? Help me just a little. So, Because if we demonstrate this, listen, women are valued and honored and loved and protected and fulfilled in doing everything God's caused them to do. Am I right? So these are good things. And many people come to me and say, Pastor Rick, you've already taught those things. Well, every year I teach on the resurrection. Easter comes every year. See, every year I teach these every year. Why? Because they're pillars. And if we don't, if we don't keep it simple, I like it because these are simple. How many of you guys have, I just need simple instructions. Come on. Yeah. How many people know there's they're very clear? Very clear, right? Very clear. And they're very memorable. How many of y'all know that we need something memorable because it's so easy to forget? It's okay to say yes today. Come on. Yeah. And so listen, we're going to dive into these and we're going we're gonna to look at courageous faith. And, and before I do that, I just want to let you know you're probably wondering what's up here right now. I want to let you know we're not doing communion today. Listen, what we have is for all the dudes out there, every man 18 and up, we have a pepperoni roll for you today. Come on, pepperoni roll, straight from Labriolas, straight from Labriolas. Okay, this is the real deal. Now, many of, many of the guys, they were even asking me after the first worship time, do you have to share? 
I'm not telling you you have to share, but choose wisely, okay? I'm just telling you, you might want to just think ahead, might want to think about more than the moment. Okay, you can share. Now, this is what you get today. Now, now it's not my favorite sauce. It's not my favorite sauce. Natalie would be the favorite uh, spaghetti sauce, but she didn't make you all some, okay? But, like, this is not included. But if you get to Labriola's in Monroeville before 4 o'clock, you can get your own jar, okay? You have to, you have to drive there yourself. You're going to have to go in and pay for it. Don't say Pastor Rick will pay for it, okay? Because they'll just laugh at you. They'll go, ah, okay? But you're going to go there, and you're going to get yourself. This is, this is my favorite from Labriola's, the, the um, tomato basil, okay? And uh, so I'm just telling you, so I'm going to put it here so you can just look at it. And uh, some of you guys already picked one up. If you want to eat it during the message, you just go ahead. Okay, don't get yourself no car brush. Don't fall asleep in Jesus' name, okay? But that's what you get today. Also, the, we have these, these limited edition shirts. And, um, and you, can, uh, you can put an order in in the back, limited edition. You have to pay, pay for them. It's a Bridge City Pizza, Slice of Heaven. And people have been saying, people have been asking me already, like, when did Bridge City get a pizza shop? That people have been asking me that this morning. It's like, when do we get something? No, it's a slice of heaven. It's a slice of heaven. So if you want to wear a shirt that's going to help you have conversations with people about heaven and Jesus, this is the shirt for you. I'm just being honest. It's already been, it, it worked here already this morning. I told so many people here today about heaven. It's been wonderful. Okay, but now I need to wear it outside the church and, and do it there. Y'all good? So if you want one of these, you, have to, you can order it in the back. How many of you are ready for the word of God today? Okay, here we go, Joshua, and we're in the middle of a great series all summer long. It's going to be Joshua, 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 courageous faith, courageous faith, courageous faith, and uh, it's going to be so much fun. So here we have Joshua. He's about to cross the Jordan River to get into the promised land, which was promised, actually, like I said, four generations before him. So he's fulfilling something that's bigger than himself. It wasn't independent. He was a man under authority, and he learned it. And so he's going to cross the Jordan River here, leading 40,000 warriors, 40,000 men. Okay, so this is a big job. This is a huge job. So, um, so right before, he sends, before he's about to cross the Jordan River, he sends in two spies. Now, earlier, if you missed a couple weeks ago, uh, Moses sent 12 Twelve. I, I'm adding up quickly there. Twelve. Ten of them came back with a bad report. Two came back with a good report. So Joshua, he's smart. He says, I'm only going to send the two with a good report. Come on, somebody. That's what he did. He said, I'm going to get two to go. So he sent two in, and they came back. Okay, this is right before they're about to cross here. And this is what they say. The two spies came down from the hill country, and they crossed the Jordan River, and they reported to Joshua all that had happened to them. So they went into Jericho to spy out Jericho, and they came back, and they said, okay, this is what we learned. The Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all the people in the land are terrified of us. How would you approach your enemy, if you knew your enemy was terrified of you. What this was a, con this was a, this was a confirmation that act in bold, boldness because the enemy is scared of you. Men of God at Bridge City Church, I want to let you know that the enemy is afraid of you becoming a real man. I'm telling you, when you become who God, God wants you to be and you step in, and I'm going to give you more on that. Listen, we can reject passivity 
because we know that the enemy is terrified of us. God says it's not by might nor power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He says he's given the victory to us. We're not striving for a victory. We're praying and believing from a place of victory. That's what God has given us. That's what we see here. So we're going to reject passivity, and we're going to choose to go to war. That's what we're going to do. We are going to be men. We're going to reject passivity and be men who, listen, proudly love our wives and lay our lives down for them, who demonstrate godly character and integrity for our children, who handle our finances in God-honoring ways, who are men of honesty and truth in the workplace and community. How many of y'all know our communities would be a lot better place with those things? Come on. Am I right? Yeah, they would be. This is what I'm talking about. So, but we're going to have to reject passivity and choose to go into war, choose to cross over the Jordan, choose to go in there. Why don't we? It's simple. Our, my wife knows more. The teachers at school will do it. Said no one ever. Listen, I'm not anti-teacher. What I'm saying is, is if we're going to have godly homes, it needs to start in the home. Right? Yeah, it needs to start there. Let the teachers do what they do, teach. But let's us impart values and character and integrity and godly values. Are you with me? Yeah. See, that's what we're doing. And we're going we're gonna to handle our, our lives with character and integrity and honesty here. Why? And, but we, we feel inadequate. We feel insecure. We don't see what's at stake. But I want to tell you as men of God at Bridge City Church, we're going to reject passivity here. We're going we're gonna to choose, we're gonna choose to choose it, fight. That's what we're going to do. But this is what God wants us to do. The Jordan River. They're going to cross the Jordan. This is what I believe the Jordan River represents. It's what I believe. I believe the Jordan River represents... Going from, the, going from the old to the new, death to life, being in captivity to experiencing freedom. Listen, in between you and the promises of God are dealing with your past once and for all. And I want to declare to the men of God in this room today that your past is the past. We can step boldly forward into what God has for us. Are you with me? We can cross the Jordan. Ladies, you're going to cross the Jordan too. Come on. We're all going to cross the Jordan. We're going to step boldly across. Listen, that's what I believe it represents. We're being released from oppression, being released from being held back, being released from being the lesser of these to the greater things of God. The men at Bridge City Church will demonstrate courageous faith when we reject passivity. That's what we do. But number two here, we're going to accept responsibility. Accept responsibility. Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. Early the next morning. How many of y'all like early? I only see a few hands. Come on. I guess the rest of you like late. That's why you're at the 1045. I get it. Come on. Stupid question, Pastor. Come on. Get, yeah, read the room. Come on. Yeah, early the next morning. Early the next morning. I like that. There's an urgency. 
God's people have urgency. When the, faith requires urgency. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left the Acacia Grove. And they arrived at the banks of the Jordan River where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp. I want you to just mark the Israelite officers. Very important note. Let's go on to the next uh, the next verse is here, 3 and 4. Giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Verse 4. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the Ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Wow. Wow. First thing I want to say here is underlined here that if we're going to go and we're going to have courageous faith, we have to dare to go where we've never gone before. You can't get to where you're going going back the old way. We're all going to have to step forward in forgiveness, in healing, in allowing ourselves to, to be released from our past if we're going to move forward into the things of God. You've never traveled this way before. As a man of God, listen, when I got married, I never balanced the checkbook before. I never needed to because I had money then. You know what I'm talking about. I'm being honest. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, ah, you know, didn't have a house payment, didn't have car payment, just had a good job. I remember those days when you could, you, you, you picked what paycheck you wanted to cash. You know, I remember that was, that was a long time ago. What I'm saying is you got to go where you've never traveled before. You have to dare to step into some chaos and say, God's created me to bring order out of this chaos here. That's what I'm, I'm speaking to you today. I'm trying to help you. you got to go a different way. We've never gone this way before. Pastor, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this either, but let's figure it out. Come on. I don't know how to properly heat a pepperoni roll. How many of y'all want to properly, please heat it up properly. But how many of y'all, you're going to try heating it today. Come on, you're going to go where you've never gone before. Come on. And you're going to believe God mightily for this moment. And it's going to be good, let me just tell you that. We're going to accept responsibility. Now, the other point in here is this. If we're going to accept responsibility, we need to remember this. Joshua gave the order to the leaders, and the leaders gave the orders to the Levitical, Levitical priests and all the people. If we want to be in the fullness of God's plan for our lives, we must be men and women under authority. I'm telling you, I'm listening to me, listen to me, a, a true man of God, Matthew chapter 8, it, there's, a, there's a story in there about a centurion, and you write that down, you want to read that this week to build your faith. He was a man with authority, he was a man under authority, and with authority. Jesus stated, he's never seen such faith in Israel. Being under authority takes faith. I'm telling you, don't trust people who aren't under authority. They'll lead you astray. Men, listen, men and women, we got to be able to submit ourselves in the proper way, in a God-honoring way, to get to where God wants us to get to. I'm telling you, that's, that, that, this is powerful. Men of God, realize i got to listen and pay attention to what's going on here. Now, I want to speak to the 
to the older men like me. You know, I'm over 50, close to 60 now. I'm able to speak on a whole different level to, to us. Okay? Gray hair. Come on, somebody. Kids keep telling me, why don't you die? I said, I've earned every one of those. Okay? Earned every gray hair. You've given me every single one. Okay? Come on. But I want to speak to you that for the younger men, they need somebody to guide them. So you may think I'm older, I have nothing to offer, or I don't have a, a title, I don't have this. Listen, you don't need a title. What you need is to be able to guide somebody. You need time. I'm learning this. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not real good at this. I'm learning because I'm listening to younger people, and they're telling me, like, like, like look, I come from the generation, like, you pursue, you go after it. If you want this, you'll invite me to dinner, and you'll pay for my dinner. That's kind of my mind. I'm just saying it's my mindset. I'm not saying it's a good one. I'm saying I'm learning. Are you with me? But I'm learning how to be a guide and not demand, but go and engage and, 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 and pull people along, pull up men to a higher level of faith and action. And so all the guys out there that are older like me, listen, if I wait for young people to find me, I'm going to be waiting all day, all night, and into the week, and into next month, and then some. i got to learn how to engage and guide differently. Okay, I'm learning. I'm trying Young people, give me, I'm doing everything I can, but I want to speak to you guys out there. Listen, this is what young people need. They don't need travel agents telling them where they can and can't go. What they need is tour guides. Come follow me. I've been there. I've been, I've been, I've been in the depths of despair. I've been in depression. I've been down. I've been out. I know what it's like. But you, I'm going to tell you, you can make it. I want to speak to every young person, male and female, in the room today and say, you can make it. You can do it. You can do it because we've been there. We know. We know it's worth the fight. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the tension. But I'm telling you this, fear is the price that we pay for making progress. I'm going to face my fear with courageous faith. I'm going to step where I've never gone before, and I'm going to get myself some input and help because I haven't arrived. I have people that I submit my life to because I know there's power in that. And that power in submitting and power in my life. And when they say this is good for me, I listen because I've listened just like Joshua says, speak and say. Are you with me this morning? This is what it is. And they had to stay a quarter mile behind. A quarter mile they stayed behind. I'm going to tell you my, why they have to stay a quarter mile away from the Ark of the Covenant. I'm going to get to what that is in a minute. But they had to stay a quarter mile. This is what I believe. This is what I, I find as I've been studying and meditating on the word for you here. Is that if we get too close to the presence of God, if we get too close to the things of God, they become too familiar and we take them for granted. God is saying to us today not to take for granted the word of God, the familiarity. Let's keep a little bit of distance. Also, let's keep a little distance so everybody can see when the Ark of the Covenant moves, we move. Let's all move together because moving together is powerful. Moving together in one accord is powerful. I'm telling you, there's something powerful. This is what God's saying to us. This is what we're going to do together. This is how we're going to do it. Come on. Come on. Men of Bridge City Church will demonstrate courageous faith when we reject passivity, accept responsibility. But, oh, I like this one. Act courageously. Act courageously. Here we go. Joshua 3, verse 9. 
So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Again, are you hearing? They have to listen. They're listening. They're perceiving. They're, okay, this is what God's doing here. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites ahead of you. Seven nations that are stronger than you in the natural. That's what he's asked us to take on. Come on. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. How will you get across your Jordan? How will you get across from where you are dealing? I'm telling you, we've got to follow the Ark of the Covenant. God's going to lead us across the Jordan River so that we can take on some ites. Some Girgashites and Hiv- Hivites and, and, and all kinds of other ites out there. Come on, the Murraysville-ites and the exportites and whatever ites are taunting you, we're going we're gonna to get them. Come on. Listen, uh, don't go home and call your spouse an ite. That is not good. I'm just trying to help you, okay? It's going to need more than a pepperoni roll to get through that. <laughs> okay. Listen, you know what the ites rep- no, they really are, not represent, but they are? They were all descendants of the giants. The giants that are taunting you, and every one of us in this room have something taunting us. You don't have what it takes. You're inadequate. Nobody likes you. You're filled with insecurity. Nobody cares for you. Do it on your own. Whisper and spread discord. Whisper and do your own thing. Listen, we all have those things speaking in our ears, but we have to say no to the ites because I've crossed my Jordan. I've listened. I'm acting courageously and speaking the word of God into situations that the word of God is warranted for. I'm going to act courageously here. Come and listen here. God wants us to get to the war, but we got to cross the Jordan to get to the war. And God's leading us in war here. Come on. The Ark of the Covenant. How many of y'all remember Indiana Jones? Yeah. Come on. Don't make movies like that no more. Come on. Yeah, Indiana Jones, the Ark of the Covenant here. But this is the Ark of the Covenant. So what are we going to follow? What moves? This is the Ark of the Covenant right here. It represents the Ten Commandments, the law of God. So you need law. It also represents the mercy of God because it's the mercy seat. It also represents, I believe, the grace of God, but it's called the Ark of the... Ark of the... So guess what else it represents? Covenant. (laughs) I is smart. (laughs) Yeah, come on. No, I'm serious. Come on. Yeah, so it represents... So you need law. you You need commandments of God. Then you get the mercy of God and the grace of God, the love. But it also represents the presence of God and the covenant of God. So what we follow as God's people, what moves us is, and it's so easy to say, well, the presence of God, what's that mean? That means there's covenant, there's, there's commands of God that, we, that still guide us, right? And we love the commands of God. And then there's also the love and the mercy of God. We love the mercy of God. And we love the covenant that God has with his people. And we love being a covenant people that are moving together in one direction. That's what true men are. This is warriors. He's leading warriors into battle men. So we're going to act courageously here. This is what we're going to do. We're going to step into covenant. We're going to step boldly into it here. In my everyday life, this is where God's leading me here. In verse 13, the priest will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, as soon as their feet 
touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream, and the water will be like a wall. When does, it, when does the water stop? When their feet hit the... See, many of us, we're waiting for... You see, we want courageous faith, but we want the water to stop. Once the water stops, then I'm going to get in. Listen, if you're waiting for the water to stop, it's going to require other people to go before you, which there has been other people go before you, but God's going to have to have courage that when you step in in faith, God is going to meet you there. God meets you where faith is activated. That's where he meets you. That's where he releases you. That's where, that's where you're going to find him in submission to that. So I'm going to act courageously and go there to be right with God is to be in alignment to his word, in order with his people, in submission to authority, and stepping forward in faith. That's the blessing of God on our lives. That's what he's calling us to. We will not allow insecurity and hopelessness and exhaustion and everything else to hold us back. Years ago, my wife and I had the privilege uh, with actually with a few people from here. We were in Jamaica. And uh, we were in Jamaica and we went on an excursion and we went to this place that had, you could jump off cliffs in the water. Now, in reality, they were like 15, 30, 40 feet, somewhere. I'm in the ballpark. But when I usually tell the story, I say like, they were hundreds of feet, you know. I mean, you couldn't see the water. I mean, you know, like, but, but th th it, was, it was risky. Like watching people jump off was like, whoo. You know, and so I was staying, I was like, we were at a good spot, jump in, we could watch people go, and Natalie and I were right there, and I was just, and I wanted to jump, but I had fear. Number one, I do not like heights, okay, I do not like heights, and, um, and so, but I really, I really wanted to do it. I went there to do this, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching, and watching, and all of a sudden, I like just, I, I, I saw my moment, and I just took off to the top. And I stood back. I just walked right up. I stood up because I, I waited till there was no line because I, I didn't want a line. And I walked up. I just walked straight up. And I looked at the person who said, go ahead. And I just ran and jumped. And I jumped. And my wife, it was so funny, she said, I'm just standing here. And all of a sudden I look up and you were right behind me. And now you're jumping off, you know. That's what she, and I said, you should be used to that. You know, come on, like just, this is what we're going to do. And so I just ran and jumped. You know why I did it that way? I knew if I walked to the edge and looked down, <laughs> common sense would kick in. I'm telling you right now, common sense would kick in and say, don't you jump. Mm-mm, mm-mm, don't do that. And I knew that I just had to do it. And what I believe God's calling many of us in this room to do today, he's causing us to, he's wanting us to jump. But we're standing here talking ourselves out of it because it's not lining up with logic. And, what, and again, follow the presence of God, the ark of God, the covenants of God. Follow those things. That's what God is asking. When you're under authority, there's a blessing. There's a blessing of God. People have asked me, even right recently, a couple young men in, um, in, in, in a leadership context said, Pastor Rick, what has given you confidence to take bold steps, I says, always being under authority, knowing the presence of God, being one with my wife, that has always brought confidence to my heart. That has given, helped me act courageously. There's always a jump off point. There's a moment you have to step into the water. And that's how we act 
courageously here. That's what he's asking us to do. Courageous faith is contagious faith. Here's a quote from you from Billy Graham. Like, look, when you're ever looking for a quote, Mother Teresa and Billy Graham. I mean, come on. It don't get any better than that. Am I right? Come on. Yeah, here's Billy Graham here. Courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others often stiffen. Do you know what the world's waiting for? Brave men who take a stand. Who take a stand against the cultural norm, against the, 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 the normal stuff out there. That's what, that's what the world is, is really waiting for. Before I hit this last point, because the men of Bridge City Church will demonstrate courageous faith by rejecting passivity, accepting responsibility, acting courageously, and expecting a greater reward, I just want to take a few moments and share about somebody special and near and dear to my heart and our church. Chuck Quinter was one of our charter members of the church. I always promised myself when a charter member goes home to be with the Lord, I always honor them on a Sunday morning. I've always, I've, I've always done that. Chuck would have, um, would have been 94 years old at the end of this month in June. He was a member from the very uh, beginning of the church. When, actually, when I started coming, there was 12 people in church when I started coming. And, uh, and, and, and he, he was that guy. To, to let you know what kind of faith that Chuck Quinner had, he was my Boy Scout leader, and he still came to church here. <laughs> How many of you know that takes a whole new level of faith? Come on, that takes a whole new realm. As a matter of fact, when, in Boy Scouts, we took a, uh, a long canoe trip up in Canada one time. And since I was the youngest Boy Scout there, he got teamed up with me. So he was in a canoe with me for days on end. And he still, he still had faith in, 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 in this little kid from Level Green that could trust God and do something great. Chuck was a faithful man of the church. As a matter of fact, he gave financially, he gave sacrificially all the days of his life. All the days of his life he gave, not just financially, but he gave of his, his time. He served at, the, at um, the food bank. He would serve as an usher. He served, he prepared communion, he and his wife, for years. I, I'd say it was like, I think I kind of like 22 or 23 years, the first 23 years of the church, he and his wife did every communion service there ever was. He loved the presence of God, but let me tell you something else about him. He, um, at, uh, when we'd come to church with our Five kids, all real, real young. He knew every one of their names, and he knew what activities they were in. He knew like what grade they were in, and every week he would stop them. There was weeks he wasn't even serving. Chuck never had a title, but he had a big influence. There was, he, would, he would stand and talk to every one of our kids when they came in. Every one of them, he would address them. Every one, he would, he would talk to them about this, and he'd ask me all the time. Where's this one at? Where's this one at? How's this one doing? He'd ask me. See, th see, when I talk about expecting a greater reward, I think of the Chuck Quinners of the world. I think of people who I believe were sitting here today as a result of, of somebody who was willing to, to, to receive and plant himself. Even at that, in, at that, in that case, he was in his, in his uh, 50s when the church was you know, just getting going, and he was trusting a pastor in his 20s. Listen to me. He supported and prayed for and did everything that he could do to serve the next generation. 
As a matter of fact, the last thing I'm going to say about him, and I, did, did, are you catching my heart and why I'm sharing? Chuck came to Murraysville for um, uh, the last couple years, and he would sit on the back wall there. And You may have remembered there was a guy that came in and would have ear protection on his ears. You know what? He'd, he'd, he'd put that on because the music was too loud. But you know what Chuck never did? He never complained and never argued or never went around telling everybody how the music's too loud and complaining and sowing discord. You know why? Because he saw a younger generation worshiping Jesus Christ and honoring God. So it was easier for him to do this than say, do it my way. I want you to hear this. If we're going to expect a greater reward as men of God in God's house, this is, this is the kind of men that I want to follow, that I want to be associated with, that I want to, I, that's what kind of legacy I want. Anybody with me? Yeah, that's a legacy. That's the best illustration I, ca- I could use. And Chuck had his funeral this past week, and uh, just, so, just so thankful for him. Amen? Last point, Joshua 4, expecting a greater reward. So Joshua called together 12 men he had chosen, and he won from each of the tribes. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes. Joshua 4, 6, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? You can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. They will stand as a memorial for years to come. So what they did is they carried, they, they, they went into the middle of the Jordan. They were all crossing. Then everybody was going through, everybody walking on dry land, and they picked up 12 12 big, big rocks, big stones. They carried them and they, they put them down and they did a memorial. Do you know why? They said this memorial is to remind us of God's goodness. It's also to be a story to those who are outside of God's kingdom. Look how faithful and how big and how great our God is. So let there be a memorial that we put down as men of God. And and women of God and as a church and say, this is faith. We're going to be reminded of this. That's why on July 2nd, on July 2nd and in two weeks from now, I can't believe it's in two weeks from now, we're going to be having one church, church worship time at 1045. And afterwards, we're going to feed you all. We're going to have food as a church family. We're going to celebrate. All the kids are going to be in the auditorium. So we're going to have, we're going to have young kids and big kids all together. Where's my big kids out there? Come on. We're going to have a big kid and young kid. We're all going to be together. And we're going to be covering the walls of Jericho coming down, Joshua chapter 6. We're going to finish this story. We're going to, we're going to keep going. The next couple weeks here, we're going to finish the story. Why? Because we're in it to expect a greater reward. Why are we doing that? We're doing, we do it every now and then to model and say that this is important, that a generation is important, to remind ourselves of God's goodness and to remind the world that our God is a great God. And it's going to take intentionality and being deliberate if we, God's people, are going to experience the promises of God. Anybody with me? See, see you get the pepperoni roll for free. But if you want the sauce, you got to be intentional and deliberate. You're going to have to drive to Monroeville. 
So if we want the goodness of God, we're going to have to be intentional and deliberate. We're going to have to listen and submit and go after those things. Would you stand to your feet with me today? Listen, before I, before I close up, this is what I want to say too. If you're here today, if you are here today, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal forgiver of your past, and leader to your future. You came to the right place. I didn't say, do you believe in God? I didn't say, do you believe in a God? I said, no, have you transferred the trust in faith off of you and on to God? Have you done that, you personally? If you don't have a time, a moment, or a place that you've done that, there's a good chance you never did that. So God, I pray for every person right here. I pray for every man, every woman, every child. Lord God, that's in this room, I pray for courageous faith to well up in our hearts. I pray, Father, that we are going to, Lord God, respond to you and know you and, and speak of you, Lord God, in a greater way than ever before. God, thanks for being so great. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're here today and you, you say, I want today to be my day to make Jesus Christ the forgiver of my past and the leader to my future, just slip up your hand right where you're at and I'll pray for you right where you are. Anybody here today? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just leave your hand up. Thank you. Lord God, I pray for every hand up. I pray for every person in the room today. Lord God, I pray, Father, for a new beginning. Lord God, a Jordan crossing in their life in Jesus' name. I thank you for that, God. Lord God, let today be a day of new beginnings for them in the name of Jesus. If you raised your hand or if that's you today, there's a blue card on your seat. You're going to fill it out and you're going to check off. You're going to check off there. Jesus, the forgiver of my past and the leader to my future. And you're going to put it in the offering basket in the back. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to say, this is my offering to God. My life. I want to be a man or a woman of God. Amen? Okay, we're going to do one more thing. We're going to worship Jesus together. We're going to go back and sing about... Um, Speaking the name of Jesus. How many of y'all know speaking the name of Jesus is important? Come on, are you ready to worship God? Just allow the word of God to sink into your heart today. Come on, let's just together raise our hands to God in an act of surrender. Saying, God, we speak.